Brilliant. Thank you, Helen. I just want to extend my welcome to you guys. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube uh, with us, I just want to say a big thank you for joining us today. Um, and it's great that you're joining us with this, this, this evening uh, to watch um, what's going on and watch what we're doing at church. Um, if it's your first time at church, I just want to say um, I'm going to talk now and it's just going to be, we're talking about the gospel of justice. So we're going to be looking at some topics around um, maybe what we've seen in the news lately. And we're going to be saying, what does, what does God say about it? What does the God that I believe in, what does the God that everyone you've seen so far on screen today, what does he say about justice? And what does he say about what's going on in the world? So, as I said, the topic is gospel of justice. And um, I'm really excited. When I first got this uh, topic, I was actually a little bit daunted by it. Because um, I don't know about you, but when you read the newspaper or listen to the news or if you're on Instagram or some kind of social media, you see news flashes and stories everywhere. And there seems to be so much injustice in the world. It seems to be that wherever you look, someone is being mistreated. Wherever you look, there's people cheating or there's uh, um, multiple horrible things going on in the world. And when I, when I got the topic, I was like, wow, that's really hard to want to talk about that. But then I thought about it and prayed about it. I said, my God's got an answer. My God's got an amazing answer to the injustice that's in this world. And we're going to explore it together today. So please listen up. Please listen to what I'm saying. Um, and just try and take on board what we're saying today as a church. So, um, yeah, so let me tell you a story about injustice in my own life. Now, you might, seem this, might think this seems a little bit trivial, but to me, it meant a lot of the time. Um, so I play rugby for Hatfield rugby team and about three years ago, I think it was, we'd got all the way through, um, the league season and we'd won the league and I think we'd only lost like one or two games and we'd been playing really well. And then, uh, we got, we'd also got to the cup final and, uh, this is my first ever real cup final as a rugby player. I was, I was so excited. I was like, we've won the league. This is so good. Let's go and play rugby. Let's go and win the final. We turn up and it's a team we've already played twice that year already. And we'd beaten them both times. So we were confident um, in our own abilities and we we're ready to play. We turn up and the team that stood at the opposite end of the pitch, we recognised two players out of the whole of 15. And I remember standing there thinking, how is this fair that we've got to this final and suddenly there's 13 new players that we've never played against? And, um, and we were like, how are we going to win? We don't know anything about them. Now, these players were from a higher level of rugby and they've been brought in um, from a higher team than we were the, the team we were playing. And in that game, we played quite well, but we lost. And at the end of the, end of the game, I was really disappointed. I was like, that's just not fair. I was angry. I was like, this is my chance to win a trophy. This is my chance to win a rugby game. I felt like I'd been mistreated. I felt like I'd been cheated. And that's what injustice is like, is when, when, when there's a situation that takes place and it's not fair and people aren't treated properly, and people aren't loved properly and people aren't respected properly. As I said, you might think that's a little bit trivial, but let me give you a few more examples about um, some things that are, that are potentially, what I would argue, are injustices. So maybe we all love box sets, don't we? I love box sets. So maybe you're watching a box set and you're watching it with someone and they go ahead and watch one more episode than you, or maybe more episodes than you. And 
I don't know about you feel hurt. You're like, we've made an agreement on this. We've made, we've said that we will sit down together and we will watch every episode together. And then you find out that someone that you're watching has watched more episodes that you feel aggrieved and you feel hurt. That's an injustice. Maybe it's like my story. Maybe you are playing a sporting event and someone cheated against you to win. Or maybe it's, you've been saving a really nice piece of cake or something and everyone knows it's yours and you come home and the cake has been eaten and you're like, that was my cake. How can you eat that? Think about the emotions you feel then. You feel anger, you feel hurt. Now let's look at some of it. They're quite small. So let's look at some of the other injustices we see in the world. How about things like people being mocked and laughed at? How about the, the phrase that people use of fat shaming? How about uh, people being mistreated? How about adultery? How about kidnap? How about sex trafficking? How about child abuse? How about racial injustice? How about murder? Now, how do they feel? Thankfully, I've never been on the end of any of them, and I thank God for that. But if I was that angry about being mistreated in a rugby game, how much more anger and how much more injustice is there in something like murder? I'm going to read you some of the headlines that literally from the last few months or stories um, for, I looked them up. So some of them again might seem small. So the Saracens broke the wage cap um, and they went on to win many trophies by cheating. Really. They, I support Saracens as well, but I happily say they cheated um, and they, uh, yeah, they broke the rules. It's an injustice. Um, I watched a story recently, read a story about a guest that lied to his wife about having a job for 16 years. For 16 years, he claimed, he told his wife he had a job and he just went out in his car every day and lied to his wife. A recent story this week, in fact, Barry Bennell is an ex-football coach and he admitted, um, he admits to more sexual offences this week. He abused boys between the ages of 12 and 15. What about the recent story in Bristol of a, a person who, who calls himself K-Dog and he says he's glad to be alive after someone deliberately tried to run him over because he was black. On that topic, what about the death of George Floyd? I'm sure we can all hear the, the phrasing of I can't breathe and we can all visualize the images we've seen in videos. Racism towards black people is an injustice. Racism in any way is an injustice. I read a Facebook post this week where a disabled girl was struggling and needed more time on a ride and she was mocked and jeered and shouted at by people waiting. Some people waiting to use the ride and she needed more time because she was disabled and she was mocked. I also read that 15 Nigerian women were rescued from Lebanon this week and they had been sex trafficked um, and put and taken and they've been rescued from Lebanon because they were being sex trafficked and sold as sex slaves. How much injustice is in that? And it's not just sex trafficking, not just abroad. And slavery is not just abroad. In, UK, in the UK, I read a statement According to the independent, anti, uh, the independent Anti-Slavery Commissioner, Kevin Highland, the number of people living in slavery in this country is likely to be double more, the current estimate of 13,000 people. So we're looking at, according to the, the Independent Anti-Slavery Commission, they think over 26,000 people are enslaved in this country alone. Now, when you hear those, I don't know about you, but my, I bubble with anger. I bubble with bubble like, this is wrong. This is wrong. How can we live in a world like this? 
And I put to you straight away that God says the same. This is not my, this is not me. This is not who I am. I'm a perfect God, he says. I do not believe this is the right way for people to be treated. Racism is not on God's agenda. He says, it's not what he wants. It's on his agenda in a positive way. He's saying, I want to change that. I want to get rid of that. But God is not a God of racism. He's not someone who agrees with sex trafficking. He's not someone who agrees with disabled people being mocked or fat shaming and things like that. He's not who he is. And I don't know about you, but when we see these things and hear the stories I, I just said, our heart should be stirred to pray and act if you're a Christian. Pray to God and say, God, change this. God, come. God, come. We need you. You're the only one who has the real answer for this. So that's some of the examples we've got in the world around us. But what does God actually say about it? I've told you that he says he's a perfect God and, he, and, he, and justice is on his heart. He wants everyone to be treated properly. But what does God really say? Well, in Psalm 103, um, we're promised that God will act in terms, of, uh, in terms of righteousness and justice. It says, the Lord, God, uh, the, Lord God, the Lord gives righteousness and justice to all who are treated unfairly. And it says, the next verse says, he revealed his character, Moses, and his deeds to the people of Israel. And I'm going to explain why I included the next verse afterwards. So what's the promise there? The promise there is that God will give righteousness and justice to all who are treated unfairly. So God will bring righteousness to those who are being um, bring righteousness and justice to those being oppressed. There's no doubt about it. If He promises He will do it, that's just uh, that's just something that is true in the Bible. If He promises it, God is God and He's true. If He says it, He will do it. We can take assurance in that. We can be happy about that. And we can hold on to that. And who's it for? It's for everyone who's being mistreated. What a promise from our God that He says that everyone who's mistreated will receive justice and righteousness. And uh, the reason why I included the next verse about Moses is that when we look at timing, um, what, what, the, what, the, what Psalm is saying there is that um, the people of Israel were in slavery, if you don't know the story, and um, they were in slavery to the Egyptians, and they were crying out to God, and, they, and, and God moved in his perfect timing. So sometimes when we look around us and we see things going on like racism or sex trafficking that we spoke about, we're like, God, why haven't you come and ended it now? And we have to hold on to the fact that God's timing is perfect. And you might be listening to that thinking, what a rubbish answer, Sam. But I'm telling you, God's timing is perfect. And I'm telling you that he loves everyone. And we're going to come on to how much he loves everyone later on. But just like the Israelites, they prayed and they waited and God came in and he rescued and redeemed them. And we're going to talk about later on what that picture really is for us today. Um, so the next thing, so we know he promises he will do it. And he also says he will do it for us. So in Ecclesiastes 3 verse 17, it says, I said to myself, God will bring into judgment both the righteous and the wicked, for there will be a time for every activity, a time to judge every deed. God will do it. We've said about time and we don't know whether at the time it might be at the end of times when um, we die. God's promises, I will bring judgment on everyone. That's a scary thought. 
every time I have may have mistreated someone, God's going to hold me to account for that. As I said later on, there's great news we're going to talk about. That's why it's called the gospel of justice. That's why. That's why. We, that's where we're getting to. In Hebrews 10 verse 30, it says, "For we know him who said it is mine to avenge." I will repay, and again, the Lord will judge his people. God promises that he will act on our behalf. In Hosea 12, verse 6, it says, But you must return to your God, maintain love and justice, and wait for your God always. And the reason why we share that one is because it's, it's such a clear instruction for us. Wait on God, because he will do it. He will do it. Now, that doesn't mean we don't do anything now. Um, I don't want you to hear that and say, okay, everything that's going on in this world, we're just going to ignore it because God will do it eventually. But the Bible's pretty clear that we are called to act now as well. And we're going to come on to that as well. I just don't want you to hear that and go, okay, my job's done. I'm just going to stop. God's going to sort it out. It's okay. And that's not what the Bible says. In fact, the verse I said about Hosea tells us to, to maintain love and justice. So there's our we have an act in that as well. It's really clear saying we need to maintain love and justice. We need to love. We need to see when we see an unjust situation. We need to speak out. We need to be a people who says this is wrong. This is not what our God, God, the only true living God is not what he says. This is not the way that people should be treated. What else does God say about justice? And I'm almost at the end now. Is that the kingdom of justice is for now. And the kingdom of justice is for eternity. So we're, we're told that um, in Isaiah, we're told that God's kingdom is the one that upholds justice forever. And it's starting now. God's kingdom is one that has no injustice in it at all. It's amazing. It's, there's literally total perfect justice in the kingdom of God. When we see these situations like George Floyd dying, that is not in the kingdom of God. That is so amazing. That is not in the kingdom. The gospel that we're talking about today, the gospel of justice, there is no injustice in the kingdom. There is no injustice. That is so exciting. In fact, Amos 5 says justice um, rolls like a river, a never ending stream. And it's talking about the kingdom of God again. It says this is how much God loves justice and how much he wants people to um, know that he treats and loves everyone fairly. It's, that it's like a river that doesn't stop. It's so powerful. And it's like a stream. It's like a stream that is never failing and never ending. The kingdom of God has perfect justice. Now we see it in Jesus' life as well. We see a story where there's a woman caught in adultery and he comes and redeems her. Um, we see it again with the, the lady at the well. Um, we see so many um, stories. We see Jesus meeting with the people in the society deemed as unclean, such as leprosy. He met them because he loves everyone. He wants justice for everyone, everyone to be treated fairly. And we see it in eternity as well. We see it in terms of um, in the revelation. It talks about every tribe and every tongue will be around the throne, praising God. God, God doesn't discriminate against one tribe and says, no, you're not there. You're not OK. You're white. You're not allowed there. You're black. You're not allowed there. You're, you're Asian, you're not allowed. He doesn't say this. It's every tribe and every tongue will be around my throne praising me. How amazing is that? That is real justice. That is real love. That is the kingdom of God. So finally, we've got a couple of minutes left. How do we do justice? And how was it achieved? 
How do we do justice? What well, is an amazing verse that says we are to act justly, love mercy and walk humbly with your God. So how do we act justly? Well, first of all, we need to understand our position. Who, are, who am I? I need to understand that when we look in the world of racial injustice, I'm a white male. And there is, um, sadly, there is some privilege around being a white male. So I have, a, knowing my situation, I know I need to speak out against injustice because the world is deemed in a way that I have a privilege. I need to understand that. I need to look at myself, my own position, and say, what can I do? How can I help? Am I, um, someone in our church shared an amazing video this week. It says, am I more of a problem or am I more of the solution? And I want to be able to say I am more of the solution. I want to know that I am acting as God would act with, a, with no injustice at all. We need to look at the situation around us. How do we act justly? Look at the situation. See what's going on in the world. Keep, find out what's going on in our local area. Find out the people that are lonely or hurt or any kind of injustice that's going on. In, we see it in the Bible in Isaiah 58. It talks about look for the people that are hungry and give them food. Look for those who are naked and give them clothes. Look for the people that are homeless and give them a place to stay. The Bible's so clear. We need to look at our situation and say and look around us and go, how can I help? How can I step in to the injustice and make a just situation? We need to humble ourselves as well. We need to know that we're not always right. We need to know that there may be some kind of prejudice and injustice in our own lives. And we need to say, God, get rid of them. Hire them to me and get rid of them. Because God is not a God of that. God is a God of love, as we keep saying, and a God of justice. So we need to be a people who are looking at our own lives and saying, Where's the, where's the prejudice in my life? God, help me to move on from that. And we need to act. Remember the story of rugby at the beginning as we come to a finish? I was so angry about being cheated in that game. How angry am I when I read a story about unjust situations? How angry am I when I read a story, as we said at the beginning of, sex trafficking or murder i was so angry in that rugby game i i wanted to act i wanted to do something about this injustice when i read these stories do i feel the same or do i let them pass me by the second part of our verse is to love mercy so we should all be always be looking to seek forgiveness and forgive people and and open up and say yeah i've got it wrong Sorry, can you forgive me? And we, if we're on the end of it, we need to be ready to forgive people as well and say, okay, I forgive you. Let's move forward together with no prejudice, with no injustice. And finally, we need to walk humbly with our God. We need to pray. We need to say to God, help me. God, you are perfect and you are always just. I am not. Help me to be just. Highlight to me where I get things wrong and pray and walk humbly and say, God, you are the one who does it. You promise in your word that you are the one who brings justice and righteousness. And we pray, God, bring it, bring righteousness and justice, bring an end to racism, bring an end to sex trafficking, bring an end to slavery, bring an end to corruption. And how was it achieved? Through the cross. Why can we stand here and to say that God is a God 
who of perfect justice and fair treatment of all and forgiveness is because on the cross achieved it all. I promise you I am not perfect. And I promise you that I muck up many, many times. But on the cross, Jesus spread his arms out wide. And he said, I'm going to pay everything you've done wrong. And I'm going to forgive you. And Nick said it in his prayer that he died and he took all of it. And he said, it is finished. And we was put in a tomb and he was raised again. And even death was defeated in that moment. And it's so exciting. It's so exciting. And we just say, God, forgive me for what I've done wrong. And he says, I love you and I forgive you. And that is amazing. That is such a promise. And if you want to know more about that, uh, we're going to give a number at the end that we'd love you to join in with us. We want to talk to you about that. And what is the gospel of justice? As you said, the whole way through is God bringing great news, saying that in my kingdom, there is perfect justice. Everyone is treated, to, uh, everyone is treated perfectly. Everyone is loved with my never-ending, abounding love. Just come to me and spend eternity in a place with him where he says there is no injustice anymore. So I'm just going to pray to finish and we'll kind of come to an end there. And God, we just thank you that um, in your kingdom, there is perfect love and perfect justice and perfect forgiveness. And we, we just pray for all of us listening now that you highlight the areas in our own life where we are prejudiced and help us to be a people who, who move and speak out against the unjust things we see in this world. And God, we know that you promise that you act, you know, that you promise that you, it's in your time. And so God, we trust you. And we know that you, it says in your word, it says you hold everyone to account. God, help us to be a people that quickly forgive and help us to be a people that seek change. Thank you, your, God, your gospel of justice is one of good news that everyone is treated fairly. Thank you that you love everyone and you treat everyone fairly. And we pray this in your name. Amen.